This podcast is brought to you by Upgrade Fitness, Guernsey's new state-of-the-art gym, purpose-built for gym goers by gym lovers. Head to upgrade.fitness to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, your weekly insight into island sport, brought to you in association with Upgrade Fitness. My name is Tony Kerr and with me is the Guernsey Press Sports Editor, Gareth DePrevo. Hi Tony. How are you doing? Not too bad, thank you. And you? Yeah, very good, very good. I've just watched a video actually, which I wanted to mention because um, uh, it did make me laugh. Uh it was basically a lasso gauntlet <laughs> as, a, as, as either pre or halftime entertainment. Uh, I think in Mexico um, at a football match, basically people having to sort of run over an obstacle and then beat sort of four men with lassoes who are trying to bring them down at various points and then score a goal. Um, I will share it with you. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I take it they have to sign some sort of disclaimer because that sounds a health and safety issue to me. So yeah, but they have to sort of come over a kind of what's like a dry monster island obstacle and then waiting for them on the other side is uh, yeah, several guys with lassoes who are trying to bring them down by the head, neck, body, <laughs> leg. And then if they beat that, they've got to then uh, put a penalty away. And uh, yeah, the video is actually uh, is absolutely fantastic. One guy makes it through and then blazes the ball over the bar, which is uh, what I do. Um, maybe an idea for Rory or uh, or Rocky. I would go down quite well at halftime in a, a foot lane encounter for sure. Yeah, time to spice the uh, the, the halftime entertainment up at foot lane. I think. Um, well, we're not here to talk about that. We've got uh, an interview with Seb Prio to come. Um, he's back in the island after completing his latest season um, over in the States. A challenging season, but one which he says he's learnt a lot from. Um, he has to say, full interview with Seb on the way. Uh, let's start with hockey, though, Gareth, because the leagues are, well, starting to hot up, aren't they? And we've also had a bit of success over in Jersey with uh, Yobbo's lifting the Upton. Yeah, it was um, a fantastic win for Yobbo's in, in Jersey against uh, OB Convicts, who are sort of the per- perennial winners of the Jersey League. Um, it sounds like an absolutely uh, thrilling encounter. I think they came, uh, Yobbo's came from 3-1 down to to draw four all and um, with Matt Stokes scoring a, a hat trick of drag flicks at short corners which is his trademark with the last one being sort of after the full time whistle which is sort of in, in hockey terms uh, you can be awarded the, the short corner but the the referee or the umpires will then uh, blow the whistle and it is it signals the last play of the game so um, it was it was all or nothing for Yobos in that instance and uh, Matt Stokes um, arrowed one into the top corner as he's done on many times in the past, and then they uh, so it went to penalty shuffles, and uh, Yobos came out on top with some some excellent finishes there. We've seen the sent the video clip, so thanks to Yobos for sending those through, um, and many congratulations to them. It was a great win for them. Yeah, really good result. Um, Yobos two from two in Uptons then. So um, yeah, <laughs> one of the one of the great Channel Island sides. Uh, but how they got on in the league because uh, they came unstuck, didn't they, at the weekend? Well, that's it. Um, to be fair, you. you see the sort of the, the team photo of them after the Upton and um, see how strong a side they can put out. Unfortunately, the following week being um, being half term and they've got several sort of teachers in their side and what have you, they, they were actually missing sort of four of their, their best players when they were up against Indies at the weekend. Uh, both Stokes brothers were unavailable. Uh, Captain Steve Eulenkamp was also away and uh, Tristan Cairns, who's the, their, their top defender, was also uh, away. So it was always going to be a hard task for them against uh, against an, an Indies side who are very strong themselves. Uh, to be fair to Yobos, they took the lead very early on. Johnny Clark um, 
uh, scored from a short corner in only the second minute of the game. But then, um, yeah, Indies, Indies sort of woke up very quickly from that. And uh, by half time, the game was virtually done and dusted. The uh, Indies were leading 4-1 um, with Josh Kendall having got the equaliser, Tim Ravenscroft then putting them ahead and Steve Waldron scoring a couple late on in the first half. And yeah, the second half was, to be fair, Yobbo's probably had the better of the second half, but um, with, the, with the lack of players and also losing a couple of players to injury, uh, they only scored their second goal late on in the game, so finished 4-2 in that one. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a after the Lord Mayor show, I think, for, for Yobbo's on that occasion, but uh, still, they, they can still claim to be Channel Island champions for another year, which is great for them. Yeah, they'll enjoy that title for sure. Um, and yeah, since stands on the men's side of things, um, Colombians leading the way. Is that a yeah. surprise? Um, not really. I mean, it's it's always very competitive the men's division, and um, Colombians have got a very strong sort of spine to their side. Um, with sort of um, Zach Damrell and Sam Dawes, and now Sean Donaldson, who's joined them from from uh, Indies, it's almost like a bit of a trade. Tim Ravenscroft went one way, and Sean came the other way. Uh, and over the weekend, Sean scored a hat trick in a five-one win over Casuals. Uh, it's also good to see uh, Matt Watson back for Colombians. He's he's had several years away from the game, but uh, yeah, one of the the island's sort of best ever strikers is back playing some some club hockey. So it's really good to see him in, in action. And uh, I think it could be an interesting title race there. It, it seems uh, you know Colombians have lost one game I think so far, um, but if if Yobos can get a full side out or if Indies get a full side out against them, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if sort of. Pretty much all of the sides lose two or three this season. It's, it's going to be pretty tight, I'd imagine. Yeah, it seems quite open. And Elizabeth College starting well as well. So um... Yeah, they've got a really promising young side there, College. And you wouldn't be surprised if they took a few points off, off some of the title contenders if they're not at full strength over the rest of the season as well. And what about the women's side? Puffins going really well at the top. Uh, yeah, three points clear of Cubs. Yeah, um, to be fair, it was it was lined up to be a really big game at the weekend, but um, it wasn't because of holidays this time. But um, Champions Indies ladies were missing a couple of their sort of uh, best players through injury um, when they came up against Puffin. So it was league leaders against reigning champions. Um, but unfortunately, uh, Indies weren't at full strength. It would have been a, a much tighter contest. It ended up 4-0 for Puffins with uh, Catherine Bushell having a really good game, scoring a couple of goals. Um, young Jenny Mai got one and uh, Lisa Sayer finished things off with a with a typical poacher's goal from from her. Um, but yeah, uh, Indies, as I say, they were missing uh, Lauren Judge and uh, Amy Smart, who were sort of two in- integral players for them. So it was a bit unfortunate in that regard that such a big game was um, uh, not quite f- uh, two full strength sides against each other. But yeah, the way things are going, you have to say Puffins are now in pole position to, to reclaim the title um, that they won a couple of years ago. No top division games this weekend. Uh, it's quite an interesting contest lined up, an exhibition um, alongside the Rugby World Cup final with um, the, the men's and women's island squads going to mix up in, a, in an inter-interest squad um, exhibition. So that'll be interesting to see how they do that and how it pans out. Um, but yeah, preparation, I'm sure, well underway for the National um, Cups, which of course are always such a big focus of, uh, of Guernsey Hockey's season. And um, do we know when um, the two sides are in action? Uh, well, it's actually three this year, Tony, because uh, the men, women, and they've entered into the veterans, for the, or the masters, as, as they refer to it in hockey. So um, it's the first time Guernsey men veterans we entering that. And um, I think it's over 35. So the, we'll have a very strong side. Strong side yeah, yeah, we'll have a very strong side going into that. So it'll be really interesting to see how, how they fare. Um, I haven't had the full details of the draw. I know that the men's, uh, the full men's side have got um, Hampton and Arden and they are due here on the 5th of November. Um, 
just waiting for confirmation that that's when they will travel. But that's when the, the date of the tie is due to be played. So um, they should have a good crowd down there and hopefully be a start of another strong run for Guernsey in that competition. Yeah, we'll look forward to that and hear more from Guernsey's men ahead of the start of their cup campaign. Um, as for the women, um, looks like they start in December, also at home, um, yeah, the 16th of December. So a few weeks to go um, until they get into National Cup action. But uh, yeah, busy time down at the Hockey Club. Of course, we'll be uh, following every step of the way um, here at the Guernsey Press. So stay tuned for more on that. Welcome back. Our thanks as ever to Upgrade Fitness for their support of the show. Now it's time to talk motorsport because Seb Prio has just brought his season in the IMSA Sports Car Championship to a close. It's been a long, hard campaign for the Guernsey driver over in the United States. He competed all 11 rounds of the championship with his team AO Racing, taking him to Daytona, Sebring, Indianapolis, among others. An incredible thing to be involved with. And he's been driving an incredible car as well. A real scene stealer in the shape of the green dinosaur liveried Rexy and its pink counterpart Roxy. I'm sure you'll have seen it well on the back page of the press a couple of times this summer and all over social media as well. As I say, it's also been a challenging season and one which didn't bring a podium but has brought plenty of learning. In fact, Seb came very close to a top three finish in the final race at Petit Le Mans at Road Atlanta a couple of weeks ago um, but suffered some contact late on to knock his car out of contention. But as he told me when he came in to see us at the Guernsey Press, he'll take a lot from this year. Nice to be back here and um, yeah, it's been one busy year for me, like probably my busiest I've ever had. So it's just nice to get home for a little while and, and reset button and uh, yeah, focus on, on next year. Yeah, we've dragged you in basically straight uh, <laughs> straight after you're sort of getting off the flight more or less. You're already out on the bike. Um, uh, you sort of there's no there's no rest, is there really? I mean, or is it, this is the time of year when you get the chance actually just to sort of switch off for a bit. To be, I mean, switch off, I mean... Like it's kind of hard to explain, but with with racing is you have a bit of off time, off season, but you're always training and always think about the next year. So really, you're kind of switching off, but you're not really. You've got to always be training for the next thing. But maybe switching off from competition for a couple a couple months. But I actually, you know, Daytona. If I'm you know if I'm racing there next year is is in January, so it's it's pretty early on, and I need to be fit for that. It's a 24 hour race, so grueling and. Uh, yeah, it's, you need to be ready at, at, at always. Yeah, it's just a few weeks away when you look at it like that, isn't it? Um, yeah. uh, you you said it's your busiest year yet. Just tell us what you've been doing um, and, and kind of what's made it such an intense season. So, yeah, I've been racing in, in America um, in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, um, which I've been racing in that. I mean, not the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, but IMSA for a long time. Um, so, yeah, it's very busy and we had a lot of races this year and, Obviously driving, I think, one of the best looking cars on the grid for sure. Um, Rexy, uh, that is such a cool car. Um, it just looks so good on the, on the Porsche. And um, yeah, I've really enjoyed driving that car this year. It's been a tough year mentally, physically, just as the car is is a new car. We've had to work on it quite a lot. Um, the team, um, AO Racing and, and Multimatic, we, we have been working hard to get this car right up to the to the top. And I mean, last race, it, we were right up there. So uh yeah, it's been a tough year, like I said, um, but, you know, keep fighting, keep pushing, we'll get there. Yeah, you mentioned that final race. I mean, as you said, things were looking so good going into, you know, the, the, these long races, you know, you're kind of in the closing stages and in the mix and just a bit of bad luck and uh, and things not quite going you guys' way and um, and it kind of cost you. It did. I mean, my teammates did a great job uh, and the team as well, just to get the car 
in the top five the whole way through the race here. And uh, Road Atlanta, you know, Petit Le Mans is, is one of the hardest grueling races on the planet because it's a one minute 20 lap uh, and you've got 54 cars on the grid and it's a tiny track. You know, like at Le Mans, you can rest a bit. Here is intense and uh, it feels like a, a, you know, a 36 hour race. And uh, the last two minutes of the race were, you know, there's four course yellow, which we needed. Uh, our fuel was running lower offset a little bit from the rest of the field um, with the fuel. So um, we needed to pit, but two yellows gave us the chance to to be right up there and also to fight for the, the podium position. And unfortunately, as, as racing is, the last two laps there, everyone goes mad and um, I got hit uh, from the side. So took us, not out of the race, but took us out of podium position. And yeah, it was full course yellow again and the end of the race. So just a tricky end of the year, but we have had a good a good end. Yeah, what's it like in the in the hot seat when you're in a you know in the final couple of laps of, of a race like that? And uh, I mean, it must be just incredibly intense. The pressure is is insane. Uh, it's pitch black. You've got lights everywhere. You you know you you're going really fast. And uh, these restarts in America, you can pass before the start finish line. So there's mental like into the last corner, you, you can lunge and you just see all, all these cars. It's just it is quite mentally draining and you know i already did about you know three four hours in the car and i'm quite physically tired now and you've got this last push you know you've really got to pull it out of yourself um and it's it's difficult it's it, it is really tough there's nothing that can compare to that in the car when you know when you're feeling drained you know you can't you can prepare for it but it, you can't it's 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 difficult one because it's something you can't really know until you get there but it is it's tough and yeah glad to to finish the race in half one piece <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know when you look back on the season as a whole now still in your kind of slightly jet lagged tired state before you before you kind of get your energy levels back up to uh, back up to scratch i mean it would have been a fantastic end to the season to get on the podium as we said it didn't happen but has it been a a massively kind of um uh, you know big learning experience for you this year that's that sort of moved you on yeah i mean this year's i've learned a lot as a professional driver leading the car this year um leading the car setup um, you know, telling the team what to do. And that's my first year properly doing this. Uh, so I've learned a lot. It's been mentally hard, uh, but it's been a, an amazing year uh, of a lot of traveling. Um, so always on the plane, but <laughs> there's been some amazing racetracks I've driven on and like Long Beach this year, the street track was incredible. Um, but yeah, I've learned so much and it's nice to look back now, but also it was tough at the time, but this year has been a lot of a lot of work, but we haven't had the results, but they will come um, and it hasn't been all on us. It's just been how it is with, with BOP, with the balance of performance in racing. Uh, there's so many different manufacturers and we've quite, we've been on the back foot since Daytona. So yeah, but it's, it's been, it's been great. Yeah. What's been the highlight? Uh, for me, I think is the highlight is I, I'd loved my first couple of rats around Long Beach, the street track. That was my first ever time. You know, the walls are super close. Uh, you, you know, in the California sort of streets, uh, you know, this flat six roaring down the, you know, in between the buildings and echoing like crazy. And it's just amazing being around there in that scene. And like, yeah, it's it's a great, but you can't, it's that pitch perfect. It literally yeah. is absolutely awesome. And driving Rexy and, and Roxy as well. I mean, as you know, that they're pretty cool looking cars. And uh, that was, that's been a crowd pleaser the whole year this year. And people have gone absolutely crazy for it. And uh, it's good to see, but yeah, I would say that Long Beach, my first couple of laps. Yeah, there'll be a few people, I'm sure, in Guernsey, you've perhaps driven out on a video game or you've you know, driven some of these courses that you do on a sim, maybe even, you know, enthusiasts. But I mean, do you still have to pinch yourself to, 
to think you're actually doing it for real. Yeah, it is a, a crazy feeling uh, driving an amazing car like like a Porsche around these amazing street tracks and racetracks. Um, it is it's something that you can do it on a computer game and it's awesome that you go in the race car for real life and it's just like 1,000 times better. <laughs> uh, but the sims are great, but you can never compare to what it's like driving one of those cars. Uh, I mean, there was a lovely photo of, of my last race with the rear end of the car and the exhaust flames going out the rear and it's just an amazing car like and at night it's it gets some awesome pictures so yeah it's great it's awesome yeah you mentioned the the uh attention you've got for for the uh for the car it is very eye-catching and as you say it looks it looks it's i mean it's it's like a i suppose any kind of young man's dream really isn't it to to be racing around or something like that i mean in terms of your own um career i mean do, are you getting more and more attention around the place are you starting to sort of really build your name up on you know on the american scene for sure yeah i mean uh we're definitely building up um hot wheels are doing a uh, sort of model of our car and that's pretty big um the amount of people i've seen sort of like on tiktok and everything on instagram like people love this car it has helped the profile and um it's it's just good america is so big and why do you get so many people coming to the tracks and they just love dinosaurs. <laughs> so they love my car. Uh, and they, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a character building year, um, and it's been it's been tough, like I said. But I've made I've made it, and uh, I've, I'm happy with my performances all year long, and uh, been right out there with the Porsche Tracks, you guys. Uh, so yeah, it, it's been a good year on my side, and a team, new team, have done a great job as well, getting up here with with how they've done with the car, and we've been right up there all year. So. Yeah, I know at this time of year, you, you know, you're often, well, you're, I suppose you're already looking ahead to, to next year, but you can't often say too much about what you're going to be doing. Um, but in terms of like where this is kind of um, sort of set you up for the next stage of your career, uh, you know, are you really optimistic and are you hopeful that, that, that kind of those wins are going to come and you're going to get the, the opportunities you really crave? I've got a good feeling about, uh, you know, whatever I'm doing next year, but uh, definitely gonna get some wins and um I, it was gonna come i mean this year we've been robbed a couple of times which hasn't really been our fault you know you do make your own luck but like we have been unlucky with certain stuff so we should have had a couple of podiums already this year but that's out of our control sometimes um and i think next year i've learned so much about this car uh, you know it's gonna be totally different next year and we you know we should see i'm not totally sure what we're doing next year but hopefully you know we know so uh that we know the car a bit better yeah and another year as a professional take us behind the scenes in terms of your sort of day-to-day -day life when you're back here because you are out on the bike an awful lot you've got to stay very fit um how focused are you kind of seven days a week on it you've got to be dedicated out the car as well as in so um training on my bike is a really good main key for obviously strength and cardiovascular endurance but the gym is very important as well. So I train with Ian in Potter um, training. So he he's great. Uh, but it's it's just good to keep that and you know energy up during the off season because you can easily relax and don't train. But you need to be on it like all the F1 drivers are. They're always training in the gym, always cycling. So you, you just got to be hundred percent committed uh, all the time. So I'm always training and uh, keeping fit. Yeah, and I'm sure it's a nice kind of contrast to be on your bike going sort of cruising down sort of past Rocket yeah. or somewhere like that. It's a nice contrast yeah. to Long Beach in a Porsche. <laughs> it is. I mean, you get a bit of street track around here. And uh, to be honest, it's a weird thing. But I think being in Guernsey actually helps out with you being at a street course because the width of the car is really <laughs> important. And, uh, you know, you've got to be one inch off the wall. And 
the, the spatial awareness you do get it over here you've got to t- you know it's tight squeezes it helps with your spatial awareness and I think my dad's mentioned it when he he's racing as well it's and I think even Jensen said that uh you know over here you do learn the spatial awareness so it, it's really good for you for some reason it does help <laughs> so uh yeah but uh, yeah it's, it's nice to be back and I love I love Guernsey it's home um and uh, it's nice to be back for a bit yeah, does it still make you proud to have that uh, flag on the on the helmet? It does. Um, it's just nice to be one of the, the one of the sports people. I mean, there's many great great sports people out there. You know, Meredith, all all these people out there. That you know, it's great to see people like that. Um, you know, from Guernsey, from Bowcamp School as well, uh, from where I was. That's it's just lovely to see the progression of what what's happening in, in Guernsey with these athletes. And um, yeah, it's really really proud. Yeah, do you keep an eye on kind of motorsport in Guernsey as well? I know you know obviously your dad came from a hill climb background, and there's a thriving motorsport scene here. Um, I, I, do, you, do you sort of follow what's going on? For sure. I mean, um, I do sometimes go and watch the hill climbs when I'm here. Um, a couple of my mates actually do it uh, from England. They bring their car over. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see that it's still going well. And obviously my pop was uh, hill climbing. You know, he he did that a lot back in the day, and my dad started with that as well. So it's kind of in our roots, you know. So I I mean I did only one hill climb, but I enjoyed it when I was there. And it's good good to see in Guernsey that they're still pushing that motorsport uh, and hill climbing. You know. Yeah. I suppose when you go into the sport as a professional, um, you have, you have your ideas of what you're going to be and what you're going to do and what it's going to look like. Sort of now a couple of three years in as a sort of full-time driver, what's the kind of ultimate dream you've got? Have you, have you got a target in mind long-term? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I just want to be a, the, one of the fastest Porsche um, drivers out there. And um, my aim is, like I said, it's the same as back in the day. I, I want to be a winner more outright, but it's... I need to first make these steps. Um, next step is, you know, a good step hopefully for me and uh, should progress on and on and on uh, from there. Uh, at the moment, very difficult to get drives, but I'm in a good place with with Multimatic and, and with AO as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about the future. Um, still don't know much about that right yet, but uh, I'm excited to see what's happening. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Well, it's yeah. been a great to chat. Thanks so much for coming in. And um, yeah, enjoy your, your winter on the bike. Cool. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So Prio speaking to me there. Hell of an effort from him this season. Uh, we'll be watching with uh, with interest to see what uh, he'll be doing next year, but I'm sure another step forward in his career. Um, Gareth, let's have a quick look though what's coming up uh, sooner than that. We've only got a few weeks of the year left, but there's lots to pack in. Um, what's on the agenda this week? Um, well, we've got um, some big darts matches coming up, Tony. There's uh, the uh, the visit of the Medway team who have been over a couple of times before and uh, two Guernsey sides have been selected to face them. Those matches will be at the uh, RAF club on Friday and Saturday night. So that's uh, uh, something to look forward to to our top darts players. And then uh, it's the first uh, open show of the boxing season on Saturday night. It's Beau Jour. So um, there's always a, a fun night and I'm sure there'll be plenty of bouts for, for the crowd to enjoy and uh, get raucously behind the, the home fighters as they always do. It's always a, an enjoyable evening. Um, and there's also coming up the um, Panthers under-19s netball team are back in action. Um, they're at the Varond High School on this weekend at, on Sunday against London Falcons. So um, 
Yes, yeah, plenty of uh, different things to look forward to. Yeah, coverage and all of that in the press over the next few days. Um, we've also got GFC in action, haven't we, on Saturday afternoon. They're back at home against the Met Police. Of course, you can hear lots more on GFC, GFC Women and Alex Scott's Premier League debut on this week's football podcast, which is uh, in this feed. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you missed that, do check it out. Um, otherwise, though, we'll keep doing what we're doing and, uh, yeah, I'll let you get back to the sports desk, Gareth, because uh, you have plenty going on. And, uh, yeah, as I say, we'll be uh, right across it here at the Guernsey Press. So, uh, yeah, cheers, Gareth. See you next time. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, Tony.